Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 25. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries. .net. All one word, all lowercase, and you can easily find every one of our podcasts on Twitter at CharlesCaps19. Amen. Now, Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. When we get a hold of truth, it should be so dear and precious that we won't pawn it, we won't bury it, we won't do anything but keep it close to our hearts. Amen? So we buy the truth, and we also buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. These are important things to do. And we're going to try to find some of these things as we move to the message. We've got to start this message about the Feast of Jeroboam. We've got to start it back in the days of Solomon, the king uh, the son of David, amen. So let's go to First Kings chapter 11, verse 1. But King Solomon, now here, folks, I just got to say before we get started, you didn't learn this in Sunday school, most likely. What you learned in Sunday school, you know, it may be some true Bible stories or what have you, you know, but there's a whole lot of things in the Bible you didn't learn in Sunday school. So some of you are going to say, oh, I never knew that existed. Amen. I didn't know about that. Or even if you did know, you didn't pay attention to the sequence of events that follows. Amen. So let's go and learn something, get some of that wisdom and understanding here. First Kings 11 and verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. He loved women from all of these nations, it says. Now, verse 2 says, Of the nations concerning which the Lord, Jehovah, said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely, for surely they will turn away your heart after the, their gods, and then Solomon clave unto these in love. So he loved these strange women. And verse 3 says, and he had, he had 700 wives, princesses, amen, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. You see, all that Solomon did, the wisdom that he possessed, the building of the tabernacle, I mean, all of the things that he did, uh, these wives turned his heart away from serving Jehovah. Amen. For it came to pass, verse 4, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with Jehovah, with the Lord, his God, as was the heart of David, his father. Now, some of you right there are saying, whoa, back up, Mr. Caps, because David wasn't perfect. No, he wasn't. He sinned. He had uh, someone killed. He committed adultery. Uh, he had a child of, uh, by another man's wife. I mean, yeah, he did all of these things, okay? But that's not what the perfect is here. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is that he never in his whole life worshipped a false god 
in any shape, form, or fashion. That's how he was perfect before Yehovah. Amen? Now, in verse 5, it says for Solomon, after David was perfect, for Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Amorites. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here telling you about the Ashtoreth and Easter and all of these things, but we're going to come to it here a little bit later. But right now, we're just finding out what Solomon did. He went after Ashtoreth. See? Now, you know, even Yeshua, Jesus, even he had a chance to go after Ashtoreth when he was on the earth because it was there. It was there in the days of Solomon and before. And it was there in the days of Yeshua and after. And it's here in our day. And the whole church world is just about flocked to it. Amen. Serving Ashtoreth. But I'll get to that shortly. Amen. Now, verse 6. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord, Jehovah, as David, his father. Then did Solomon, this is, a, you know, he's serving these false gods then. Did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Amnon? And I'll try to stay off of that a while, too. Now, and likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon. And here you got to realize the Lord was angry with Solomon. This wise man, this man that built the temple where the glory of the Lord uh, ascended or descended and no man could go in or out, you know. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from Jehovah God. His heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel. <clears throat> which had appeared unto him twice. Now, folks, I love that uh, expression. It's true, but <clears throat> then it becomes sad. The Lord had appeared unto him twice. You know how many people lived and died serving Jehovah and never wavered in the faith and never served strange gods, and Jehovah God never appeared unto them like he did unto Solomon, amen? Righteous men, holy men, amen, and people who served God with all their heart, their strength, their soul, their mind, see, and we've got people who do that today who keep the love of God in their hearts and, and, and keep him as only their God, no strange gods to they bow down to, you know, but see, these people might not ever, ever have an appearance like Solomon had, but they still keep the commandments. Amen. Now, in verse 10, he said, and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which Jehovah commanded. Wherefore, Jehovah said unto Solomon, Wherefore, the Lord said unto Solomon, for as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and I will give it to thy servant. Now, 
Let's read another couple of verses. Notwithstanding in thy days, I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Howbeit, I will not rend away all the kingdom, but would give one tribe to thy son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. And the one tribe actually, you know, is two tribes. It's Judah and Benjamin. And then we have the ten northern tribes, and we'll find out what happens here. Now, in 1 Kings 12, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, uh, who was going to be the king over all Israel, uh, he, he sought the counsel of the wise men. The people wanted... Uh, they wanted less pressure on them for taxes and serving, and, and they wanted a, an easier hand upon them than what Solomon had done. Well, Rehoboam, he, uh, he sought with the wise men, and they said it wouldn't hurt to do it. He went to the young men that he was raised with, and they said, put it on them. Make their, make their burden hard. And so Rehoboam listened to them, and he, he told Israel, he said, I, my father... Uh, uh, did uh, treat you uh, with a whip or whatever. He said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like a scorpion on you. And he said, I'm going to make my finger much thicker than my father on the burdens that I'm going to put on you. So you see, now the people left and made Jeroboam king. And we picked that up in 1 Kings chapter 12. And we'll go all the way to 19, because you need to read all of this. Obviously, I'm skipping some scriptures, but it'd be good if you read this. But, you know, this thing could get real long if I read every every verse. But you can do it. You can get your notes here and, and go back and, and pick it up. So now in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 19, So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David but the tribe of Judah only. Again, that's Judah and Benjamin. Amen. Now, we got to understand here that Jeroboam, he was a, he was a mighty man, and Solomon, Solomon uh, saw he was a, an anxious person and, and put him in charge of doing some things and Anyway, there become a, a problem between Solomon and Jeroboam, and Jeroboam fed, fled to Egypt. So this is uh, when Solomon died, Jeroboam came back, and when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, they sent and called to him. Amen? Now, there was a prophet that came out to him, Ahijah, and uh, told him, gave him a true prophecy, amen, and uh, told him that he was going to be made king over the ten tribes of, of Israel. And uh, so he took the ten pieces of the new garment, uh, and this was before he went into exile into, into Egypt, and he had this prophecy that God said, if you'll do like my servant did, David, if you'll do like David and you'll love me and you'll keep my commandments, he said, I'll establish you 
He said, I'll make your kingdom forever. God spoke to him directly through this prophet, and he had that to hold on to. So now he's come back, and they're wanting to make him king, you see. And there was none, it says in verse 20, that followed the house of David but the tribe of Judah only. So Jeroboam has all of the ten tribes. That's where we get the southern tribes and the northern tribes from. And But then, see, there becomes a problem for Jeroboam. And he finds out, let me go to... Uh, Let me go to verse, uh, let's go to Deuteronomy 16 and 16. It says three times, three times in a year. This is is a commandment. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before Jehovah thy, thy God in the place which he shall choose in the feast of unleavened bread and in the feast of weeks and in the Feast of Tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord, before before Jehovah empty. So three times a year, the the males of Israel are to go to Jerusalem, amen, and these three times, and you'll find in in the the times of of Jesus, of Yeshua, that was when they ordered the taxes upon the the houses, the, the households, amen. Now, three times a year, It says in unleavened bread, and it says in the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And remember, from our Feast of the Lord, the word feast is a moedim. It's an appointment. It's a meeting time. So, Jeroboam, with his problem, he, uh, he said in his heart in verse 26, Now, shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up, he's talking about Israel, if this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of Jehovah at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, who they had never been under. They rejected him, right? King of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah, but now remember, they said, "We got nothing to do with David. We're leaving here." Amen. So they never were serving him. But in Jeroboam's heart, that that would become a problem that they would uh, uh, join the kingdom of Rehoboam, and so we know by the timing here that we're probably talking about the Feast of Tabernacles, that the people would go to Jerusalem. So now. We have, in verse 28 of 1 Kings 12, whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. Here we go again. You'd think that these people would learn something. And, you know, Mount Sinai, 3,000 people swallowed up because of that golden calf, you know, and and, and and the daily sacrifice was instituted because of their rebellion, their sin, their transgression. You see, God didn't have all this daily sacrifice stuff um, in mind when he made commandments unto Israel, unto the people that he delivered out of Egypt, but because of their whoring, after false gods, 
he did that, and they did that up until the time that Yeshua was crucified, at which time that was done away with, but not the blood sacrifice, because if you don't have the blood of Jesus on you, friend, you're in trouble, you're going to die and go to hell. We have to go through Yeshua to the Father. Amen. So now whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, uh, to the people of Israel, it's just too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land. Amen. Up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel and the other in Dan, the north and the south uh, territories of his kingdom. And this thing, the setting up of these false gods, these golden calves and false altars, these things became a sin for the people went to worship before the one even unto Dan. And it made an house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. And we might as well go ahead, which were also not of the lineage of Aaron. You see, because you had to, to be a priest, you had to be a, a, a descendant of Aaron. And he made priests of the lowest sort of people. My goodness, what pollution we have going on here. I mean, I would be afraid to, uh, to have worshipped all my life. I mean, and, you know, in Korah, he, he was a Levite, and he thought that he had uh, a special privilege that he could be just like Aaron and Moses, but God swallowed him up, too, in the ground. You see, uh, you might want to read that one. But you don't have the privilege of, uh, of changing God's mind for him. You don't have the privilege of saying, oh, this will be a better way or what have you. But anyway, we go back to these sons of Levi. who The priests were not sons of Levi. And Jeroboam ordained a feast, a meeting, a moedim, a gathering. And, and Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month on the 15th day of the month. One month later than tabernacles, uh, the feast of the Lord. And now we have this feast uh, uh, of Jeroboam on the, the eighth, 15th day of the eighth month. Amen. And so he made this uh feast in the eighth month on the 15th day of the month like unto the feast that is in Judah and he offered upon the altar so did he in Bethel amen Dan and Bethel both sacrificing unto the calves that he had made and he placed in Bethel the priest of the high places which he had made so he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the 15th day of the eighth month even in the month which he had devised in his own heart, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart. And he ordained a feast, a modim, a meeting, a holy convocation, amen, unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. He offered uh, the sacrifices of meat and burnt incense upon the altar, amen. Now look, what about what about his sure prophecy? And yet he, he goes and he does this. Folks, I don't understand. You know, I just don't understand how you, you can get a sure prophecy and turn away from it 
and devised it in your own heart as Jeroboam. He devised it in his own heart. Your heart is filthy. My heart is filthy. Our hearts are evil. Our hearts don't know righteousness, amen, and how to serve righteousness. You better get that in the spirit, not how you feel in your heart, amen. And so Jeroboam devised it from his heart, made these golden calves, made these altars, changed the feast days, uh, hired uh, priests that uh, were the lowest sort of people, and he made sacrifice, and he burned incense. And uh, now what? Now what? See? He gets this for a while, but then it costs him. But I want to I go to Amos here. I want to go to Amos 5 because, see, here... I've heard people say, I've heard people say over and over again how the feasts are done away with because uh, God won't smell, God won't take part in them, God won't do nothing. That proves they're all done away. That was for the Jews. This is for us, you know. That proves that we're not supposed to do it. But let's look at Amos 5 and 21. Let's look at the wording. Careful. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 23 and 23, and we find that, Yehovah spoken to Moses saying, these are my feasts. Whose feast? God's feast. Whose feast? Yehovah's feast. It wasn't Moses saying unto God, uh, Here, here's what we want to do. No, it was God saying unto Moses, here's what ye shall do. These are my feasts. And he went on and he listed uh, unleavened bread. Uh, he, he listed uh, uh, Passover, he listed all of the feasts, and he said, these are mine. And you'll observe them in the time appointed. He gave us the, the calendar to do it with, and he did that. Now here, we've got Jeroboam making these false gods, these golden calves, and these altars at Dan and Bethel. And now here's what happened. Here's what God says about that. He said, I hate. Amos 5 and 21, he said, I hate. He said, I despise your feast days. Now, yeah, all these people who think they know a whole lot about the Bible, you know, and they're telling you uh, the feast days are done away with. He said, I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the, the peace offerings of your fat beast. Amen. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs. For I will not hear the melody of thy vows. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Now, folks, here, let's look at this. We have the Lord establishing his feast. He didn't say he hated them. He said he hated your feast. Here, this is Jeroboam's and the people who are serving on these false altars with these golden calves. He said, I hate, I despise your feast days. Not his. See, Jeroboam made his on the 15th day of the eighth month. And that's what he hates. And he won't smell that. Amen? So my question is, is this. All throughout history, we find that people are running to and fro just totally abandoning what God has commanded us to do and doing something different that's been devised in their own hearts. Now, what makes us so willing to forsake the true word of God to follow lies? 
and fables. And you got to know that all of that that Jeroboam did was a lie and a fable. It was not the true word of God. Amen. And so here we are in, in churchianity uh, today, and people say, not me. I'd never do that. Not me. I, I would. I, I keep all of God's word. Not me. I don't, I don't vary. I don't deviate. Not me. I'm true blue to the word of God. Amen. Are you? Well, you see, if you observe the Feast of Easter and the Feast of Christmas, you are just as deceived and delusional as Jeroboam was. Amen? You're following the lies and fables of your church who insist every year that your feast day that you uh, you do these things for Easter, for not Friday, and for Christmas, and, and other things. You see, these are not in the Bible, and these are not ordained of God. His feast, as we have uh, spoken in the uh, episode called Feast of the Lord, we, we explain what was his feast, and yet not me is serving the false gods and the lying fables of the church world today. Amen, friend. You need to come out of her. You need to be holy. You need to keep God's feast, Jehovah's feast. Amen. And you need to keep God's commandments and quit making God's mind up for him and breaking his commandments and serving false gods. Amen. Put away the Jeroboam. Put away Bethel. Put away Dan. Cleave to Jerusalem and follow the feast of the Lord, not the feast of Jeroboam. Hope you got a little something out of this today, friend. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Amen.